Good morning. 
It's a good day to be in the house of prayer. It's a blessed day to be alive. For those of you that are joining us by way of live streaming, it's a good thing that you can hear and see what happens here in this sanctuary. This morning we give honor, we give praise, and we give glory to our Lord. Yes, this is K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. We are here at 1000 West Ridgeway Street in Jackson, Mississippi. And you're in the right place at the right time to get a blessing. And I don't think that I'm the only one that came in here expecting a blessing. I think somebody else may have came in here too with a praise on your lip and with praise in your heart realizing and understanding that nothing that we did allowed us to be here but it was the grace of God Almighty that brought us to this place one more time. There are many that started out just last week that did not make it to this day. So we can be grateful that if it's something that we didn't get right, the Lord has given us another chance to get it right. For that we are grateful. And if you feel like me, yes, it's a good day to praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. Father, we thank you for all that you do. You're a great God. You give us blessings day by day, morning by morning, new blessings we see. Father, for that we are grateful. We know that the devil has many people out there on the warpath. But we thank God that he has some power. But Lord, we know that you are all powerful. We know that you are omnipotent. You are omniscient. You are omnipresent. And there is nothing that you do not see and that you still are in control. Father God, bless now not just this church, but every church door that's open in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, give us the anointing that we need so that we can tell a dying world that every knee must bow and that every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. Thank you now, Father, for all that you've already done. But now we're going to thank you for what you will do through this service. And Lord, we give it all to you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all of the people said, Amen. 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 The choir is coming.
morning, K Chapel. I'm Deacon Allen, and I will be leading you in devotion this morning. And thank the choir for reminding us that if we go down to the fountain, God will supply all our needs. Scripture is coming to the King through the King James Version. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. God's word for God's people. Please join me in a word of prayer. Father, as we continue in this worship service, let us not go any further without saying thank you for being our God and allowing us to serve you. Father, as we enter to corporate prayer, we lift up those that are sick and shut in, those that are calling upon your name in the midst of turmoil and confusion, those that are bereaved, and those that are yet to know you. Father, I pray for our youth who are just beginning another summer. We know that for some reason, summer often brings with it an increase in impulsive and usually tragic decisions made by so many. We are asking you to be with them and to wrap your protecting arms around them as they go out and spend time around so many others. Allow them to keep their wits about them and live a life that keeps you first and decent and in an order. Father, remind us all through your word and lessons learned from the first two males born of sin, Cain and Abel. Father, teach us all that sin reveals itself to us daily, and we can fall into two camps in facing sin. We can be like Cain and give in to the anger, jealousy, greed, and selfishness that so often guides our actions. Or we can come to you, our Father, having already forgiven those that plot against us, that we may lift them up in prayer to you and allow your vengeance to be yours and not our own design. Allow us not to be consumed by our desires in this world, that we allow the cane in us to prevent us from being able, able to worship, able to give you praise, able to serve, able to love, and able to give as it is has been given unto us. Praise Father, lastly, we pray that you anoint the words of the servant who is going to bring the preach word and share the bread of life with us, your children. These and other blessings we pray through your son, Jesus the Christ. Amen. 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 Speak to my heart, Lord. Give me your holy word. If I can hear from you, then I'll know what to do. I won't go alone. I never go on my just let your, yeah, speak, yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord, oh, Lord, if I can hear from you, never go alone, Jesus, oh, Got me, Lord. Hey, speak to me. Give me your holy word. If I can hear from you, never go alone, Jesus. No, no, no. God.
need your word today, Lord. We need your spirit today, God. Speak to us. Oh, God, visit us. Sit with us. Oh, there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And we know it's your spirit, oh, God. Oh, Lord, say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. Lead how you want to lead. And, Lord, we'll give you the glory. We'll give you the honor. And we'll give you the praise. We thank you this morning. Thank you for every blessing. Thank you for every mountain. Thank you for every valley. Thank you for lifting us up this morning. Thank you for bringing us to the house of prayer one more time. God, we glorify you now. We bless your holy name and we say thank you in the name of Jesus. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Speak, Lord, for we need to hear a word from you. Speak, God, and have your way in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. We're rejoicing and exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Amen. Amen. Anybody other than me glad to be in the house of prayer? I mean, I can go by myself, but I feel like I ought to take two or three folk with me. Hallelujah. Glory to his to his name. Amen. 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 God is such a wonderful God. Listen, so many things are happening here at K. I want to remind you that the Nate Ruffin Scholarship Committee, Committee is celebrating 20 years this year with the 20-year award gala and tickets are available today. You can purchase tickets right now. I need members of the Nate Ruffin Scholarship Committee. If you will stand, if you're in the sanctuary, if you will stand right now. God bless you. Good to see you. God bless you. Yeah. Listen, see any one of these people and they will get you the tickets that you need. Tickets are $75 per person or you can just go on and get one table for $600. Amen. You can go ahead and get just knock one table out. Is that right, Brazilians? You'd rather they get a table. Amen. Rather they get a table. Amen. And then invite some of your friends and fill up the spaces. Amen. $75 per person, $600 per table. Remember, we have given over $200,000 in scholarships already to young people. Amen. Amen. We want to continue in that, in that legacy and in that tradition. And so help us do that. I want to remind you also that church business and church council and business meetings are this week. It's uh, Thursday, May 25th. Church council at 5.30, the church business meeting at 6, immediately following the church council meeting, we're inviting all of members of K Chapel to come out and share with us during this meeting. Amen? Amen. Also, very important thing that's going on, led by one of our own, uh, Sister Gail Lowry. Uh, she's not here this morning, but um, there's, a, there's a very important uh, program and project that she is helping to head up and the community forum for that event is gonna be it's gonna be here this Tuesday, May 23rd. It's called Booked In But Not Blocked Out. And let me explain to you what it is. Basically, basically all around the country, not just in Mississippi, but all around the country, uh, when people are, are charged with different uh, crimes and sometimes they're waiting uh, to be arraigned and waiting to get to court and hear, have their, their case heard before the judge, they're sitting sometimes in these detainment facilities and they're not voting. And they still can vote. I don't believe you're hearing me. 
They're waiting to get their cases heard. And while they're waiting for their case to be heard, they are not voting in the elections, even though their right to vote has not been stripped. Amen? And so that means, that means a lot of folk are getting elected just because a lot of our folk are not voting. I believe y'all are going to come and go with me in a minute. Yeah, and, and they still have their right to vote. It's simply because they are, their cases have not been heard and we have not as a society provided the, the infrastructure to make sure that those individuals still have a right to vote. And so this community forum is to inform uh, not only those individuals who may be awaiting, may be out on bond and awaiting uh, their, uh, their case to be heard, but also family members. If you have a family person who is in that situation, we need to get you the information that you need because a lot of people we found out are thinking that they cannot vote, and it's not true. And it's not true. Amen? Amen. And so that is going to be May 23rd, Tuesday, May 23rd, right here at from 6 to 8 p.m. We invite the community to come out and be a part of that community forum. Amen? God bless you and God keep you. Listen, our young people are getting ready for their youth weekend, retrip, weekend trip June 3rd. Uh, we need our parents, grandparents, all of those of you who are responsible for our young people to go to the K-Chapel website or scan the QR code that's right there on the screen right now uh, because we need our young people registered to participate in these events for the weekend. Scan the QR code or go to the website or if you're in the group meet chats and all those group uh, texts and stuff that they got, I don't know what it's called. It's called group me is what I understand. Amen. But if you're a part of that group and you're getting those text messages, respond and make sure that your young person um, is signed up so that he or she can participate in the youth weekend for this year. Fatisa Allen, are you here? Fatisa is here. God bless you, Fatisa. If you will contact Fatisa and she will get you all the information that you need as well. Amen. Also, I understand that the uh, youth department is uh, receiving gently used backpacks or gently worn outfits in preparation for uh, the national convention. I believe that's one of the community service projects uh, that they're going to be doing. And so they are asking for uh, young people to bring gently used backpacks or gently worn outfits uh, beginning next Sunday. And immediately after Sunday school, you can contribute to that cause in preparation for uh, the national convention. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Well, listen, you know our tradition here at K Chapel. Now, all churches are not the same. Amen. 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 And if you're in a Baptist church, you know Baptist churches are not the same. <laughs> Amen. But it has been our tradition that during uh, campaign season, during the election season, uh, that we allow those who are running for various offices, those who are uh, allowing themselves to go out and, and serve and consider uh, your vote uh, to come and share with uh, the people here for two minutes. And so we have two individuals uh, who are presenting themselves, offering themselves for service. And I just got a feeling, I got a feeling, Stanley, I got a feeling that both of these guys, both of these guys are going to do what they've been asked to do. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. I got a feeling Anthony Smith and Sonaris Green know that they got two minutes to come and share I know it. I know they do. I know they do. I know they do. And I got a feeling that neither of these are going to have us to stand up on them. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Amen. And so we're going to ask Brother Smith if he will come and share with us in two minutes, after which Brother Sonaris Green will come. Uh, Brother Smith is running for supervisor for District 2. Uh, Brother Green, House of Representatives, District 72.
Good morning. You know, I tried to find out what hinds meant, and it, it spoke of the rear of a deer's legs. But I went a little bit further in Psalms. It says that it makes his like hinds feet, and it stand firmly in troubled times. We're in troubled times here. I'm Anthony Tony Smith. I'm running for supervisor of District 2. I'm a retired business owner, husband for 30-something years. I've been a, a member of Mount Hood for 30-something years, and I, there's no doubt that I live in District 2. I live in St. Thomas. Uh, I'm going to uh, work, work and run this position as supervisor with dignity and respect. We need a change, and I'm the, what do you call it, the, 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 the uh, there's a word, and sometimes I forget it, the substitute or the replacement. But uh, what I want to do is I'm going to really work on the infrastructure. We got problems with our roads and our bridges. We got problems with grass cutting. We got problems in our prisons and our jail that people are escaping. Well, I'm going to help with the funding of that jail and help that the deputy sheriffs and the employees have a livable wage. But foremost, I'm going to look at rebuilding Hines County that we will shine like Madison and other counties, bringing new businesses and livable jobs, jobs that you have income. When we start growing this county of these beautiful people in Hines County, what we're going to do, we're going to grow our children. We're going to grow everything, our churches. Everything is going to blossom, and we will bloom again. So my name is Anthony Tony Smith. I'm asking for your support. We need to change, and I'm the alternative. God bless you and thank you. To the great shepherd of this house, my friend, Pastor Buckley, um, I want to thank you for allowing me this opportunity briefly to come to share with this congregation. And to you, K Chapel, I say good morning. I am Sonaris Green, your candidate for Mississippi House District 72. Three things, and I'll be out of your way quickly. Three things I want you to know about me. One, I want you to know that I want to be your defender. I want to be your servant. And I want to be your voice. I believe in you, K Chapel. I believe in the possibility and the potentials that we have here in District 72 and in Hines County. That belief allows me to think that regardless of what a small man in a big mansion downtown says about you, at the end of the day, I believe that you is smart, that you is kind, and that you is important. It is for that belief, K Chapel, that I will always defend your right to vote. I will always defend your right to vote for the representation of your preference. And I will always defend your right for your children to go to school and learn about history, but also have an opportunity to learn about their own. I want to defend you, Kay. I also want to be your servant. I am persuaded by the belief that I should do justly, that I should love mercy, that I should walk humbly every day with God. That posture allows me to always be in a position where I choose to be a servant. I served you all well in your public school system as a teacher and as an advocate and as a mentor. I served you from the halls of the D.C. Capitol, creating and crafting legislation that was designed to make sure that we were creating sustainable cities and communities. But I also was there with you, serving you as a law enforcement officer during our tough times of Katrina. And I was also there with you last year, y'all, when we didn't have water, passing out 400,000 pounds to make sure that we had some people had water to drink in their homes at night. I want to be your servant. Last but not least, a statistic that I have been passing around the entire campaign trail that I hope people hear and are shocked to change. Last election cycle in November, we had 132,000 people who came out and voted in the, in the congressional race in this district. 
that was 100,000 people less than they voted two years prior. Kay Chapel, I want to be there for you, speaking up on those issues around public education to make sure our schools have what they need and our students have their resources. I want to be there for you, speaking up on health care so people don't have to make tough decisions about whether or not I'm going to pay for insulin or whether or not I'm going to pay for, pay for gasoline. But at the end of the day, I cannot be your voice if on August 8th you are going down to the Capitol to make sure you're voting for Sonaris Green, House District 72. I look forward to your prayers, your support that you're going to offer me, and I want to represent you well in the, in the Mississippi legislature. Thank you, Pastor. He was close. He was close. He was close. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Sister Butler, are you here? Sister Butler. Sister Butler. Linda Butler. God bless you. Come on, Sister Butler. God bless you. Good morning. As of tomorrow, we will be two weeks away from the start of Vacation Bible School 2023. I want to thank Pastor Buckley for the past few weeks of doing a remarkable job reminding everybody to go and pre-register for Vacation Bible School. So why am I here? I'm here so that I can tell you why we need you to do that. Number one, we will be going back to dinner starting 5 o'clock, hot meals. So parents, that means when you get off, you can go grab the kids and come and sit down and eat before classes start. That's Monday through Thursday. And you know by then the kids are out of school. They're going to be hungry. They're going to be bored. They're going to be this, that. We're ready for them. Secondly, we uh, prepare crafts for our young people to do during the week for their classes. Now, both these things need for us to plan and prepare. We cannot do that without knowing the proper number. We do not want anyone to show up on Monday, June 5th with five people with them and we say we're out of food. We do not want to say that. So I'm asking that you go ahead and pre-register for Vacation Bible School on the website. Now, if you're having problems with the website, don't like the website, just don't want to do it that way, there is a team, my co-directors, Teresa Green, Janice Mitchell, Faye Foster, Kanisha Duvall, and myself. Call, text, and just say, hey, I'm coming, and this is who's going to be with me. If you bring in children, we need their ages so that we can plan for the proper classes. Now, registration will close end of day next Sunday, and that's May 28th. We will have to do that in order to finalize numbers. We can't prepare food if we don't know how many to prepare for. So I'm asking you to please go ahead and register as soon as possible. It takes all of one minute to register. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact me or any of my staff. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of you on Monday, June 5th, 5 o'clock p.m. And for those of you who have already registered, thank you very much. It's time to bless the Lord. All right, all right. To bless the Lord in giving. Because the Lord has been so good to each of us. Amen. I don't think there's anyone in here today, today 
that cannot say that God hadn't been good to you. God is a good God. So it's time for a tithe and offering. At Cape Chapel, we give for at least three reasons. We give to demonstrate our obedience to God's word. We give to demonstrate our thankfulness to God for his provisions. We give to support local and global ministry. And for those who are viewing live stream, you can give by, first of all, by texting the number that appears on the screen. You can give by use of the Cade Chapel app, which appears on the screen. Or you may bring or mail your offering to 1000 West Ridgeway Street, Jackson, Mississippi. And remember, it is more blessed to give than to receive. God bless you.
come to you thanking you for allowing us to be diligent stewards of your word. And Father, as we continue to plant financial flowers in your soil, your fertile soil, Father, we ask you to continue to bless it and allow it to grow, that your kingdom may grow. And Father, we have faith that we don't have to worry about what is done with it, Father, because we have belief and faith in a promise keeper. And Father, we thank you. We ask you to continue to bless this church, bless those that are in need, Father, that they may receive as we give. And Father, as we give, continue to always, as we give, continue to always allow us to have the mindset that we are grateful to you for whom, from whom all things are given. Father, thank you. These blessings we ask to your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We want to celebrate this morning our newest members by extending to them the right hand of fellowship, Alyssa Terrell, Deontay Dixon, Taylor Dixon. If you're here, won't you come and share with us as we extend to you now the right hand of fellowship, Alyssa Terrell, Deontay Dixon, Taylor Dixon. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Mothers, deacons, come on and join us. tells us let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need so let us continue to pray now for all of our bereaved families the Green family the Cheatham family the Alexander family, the Jones and Gibson families. Brother Maurice Gibson, our drummer, lost his father, Mr. Jonathan Gibson. And that service for Brother Gibson was held on Friday at Jackson Revival Center. The funeral of Mrs. Jeanette Durr, the sister of Sister Dorothy Jones, was held on Friday, May 19th at the Counterline Road Missionary Baptist Church. In the hospitals or either nursing homes, we still have Brother Ira Roberts, Sister Gloria Greer, Sister Jackie Simmons, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, and Brother Benny Larry. Recovering at home, Sister Christy Wright Jones, Sister Bunny Scott. Brother Jeff Simmons, Sister Irene Shepherd, 
Sister Deborah Ledbetter, Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, Brother Kelvin Roselle, Brother John Sanders, Brother Aaron Thompson Sr., Sister Anita Shaw, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Shirley Swims, Brother Al Buchanan, Brother Sammy Henderson, Sister Dorothy Jones, and Brother Jerome Thompson. Also asking for the prayers of the church, Miss Jessica Lee is asking for the prayers for Kaz Smith, who is in the St. Jude Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee, and then Sister Janet Sherrod and Sister Carolyn Jackson of Montgomery, Alabama. To the Cade Chapel family, thank you for your concern during the loss of my brother. God bless each of you. Love the Monroe family. We remind you every week, and definitely we do not take it for granted, that we should pray when we can, visit where you can, and every day of your life, just thank God that you can.
anybody testify that he's a keeper? I said, can anybody testify that he's a keeper? Anybody mind witnessing this morning that if it had not been for the Lord keeping you, covering you, holding you, protecting you, where would you be? But thank God he's a He's a keeper in order to be kept by Jesus. I would be nothing. <laughs> would be nothing. of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, you are my strength. Thank you for being our redeemer. Speak, Lord, for we need to hear a word from thee. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The book of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning with verse number 10, beginning and ending with verse number 10. These words you will find recorded in the King James Version. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Is it okay if I teach this morning? I, I want to teach this morning about stewarding grace. Stewarding grace. When, when, when we normally hear the word steward or stewardship, our minds automatically go to money. Most times in the church setting, when you hear that there's going to be a sermon series on stewardship, y'all get tight. Amen. The word itself causes us to wonder what angle is he going to come from to try to get me to give more of my money. But stewardship involves much more than just money. You are a steward because nothing you have 
belongs to you. You are a steward because everything that is in your possession does not belong to you. We are at best stewards. We have been given the trust of stewardship, stewards of time, stewards of this earth. Stewards of our families. Stewards of everything that God has given to us. Why? Because he is the owner. And we are the managers. That's why Jesus, that's why Jesus takes the time to tell the parable about the good and faithful steward. Because it is to make the point that in stewardship... We are to manage faithfully what God owns. Okay, this is my father's world. I, I, I wish I had some folk who, who really love the hymns. This is my father's world. Uh, the, the psalmist, the psalmist says the, the, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that live in it. In other words, all of this stuff and you belong to the Lord. We, we don't belong to ourselves we are God's property. And as such, we are to be good stewards. God, through Jesus Christ, gives us that parable of the faithful steward to convey the idea that we do not own anything but that what we have has been given to us by God and that God expects us to manage it Faithfully, not bury it, but build with it. Not to hide it, but to use it. All of stewardship is not then about material and tangible things that we can touch. Peter presents in this text the idea that stewardship is not just about how we handle money, but it is also about how we extend mercy. It's not just about how you spend and manage your money, but it is about how you expend mercy. How you extend mercy. How you deal with the intangibleness of grace. I got news for you. Singing about grace isn't good enough. You can sing all day about amazing grace. But if you stingy with it, you're not being a good steward of it. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. That's what grace did for you. The question that Peter raises is, what is grace supposed to do for others through you? 
serving others by grace. Some of us are so stingy. Not just with money, but with mercy. Don't want to forgive anybody. Don't, don't want to give anybody a second or third chance. And, and you always praying to the Lord, Lord, forgive me. Come on and talk to me if you can. You, you, you on your knees, God, I did it again. Lord, I said I wasn't going to, but I messed up. And then you stand up and say, thank you, Lord, for giving me your grace. And then go right out. Somebody asks you for forgiveness. Somebody asks you for another chance. Somebody asks you for a little mercy. And you'll sting yourself. It ain't going to hurt me again. Oh, I'm talking. You just ain't saying nothing. Singing about grace is not enough. Shouting about grace is not enough. Thanking God for grace is not enough. But we are to be stewards and managers of grace. Grace, my brothers and sisters, is God's unmerited favor. It is God giving to us what we do not deserve. And Peter says, just as you have been a recipient of something you don't deserve, you are also to be a giver. Because they didn't deserve it either. You didn't deserve it. They don't deserve it. We all are products of grace. Amen. What does it mean and how does it look then to be faithful with God's grace? A few things and I'm just teaching this morning. Don't y'all make me sweat. Just teaching. Being faithful in your stewardship of God's grace means, first of all, that you receive it humbly. That grace is received humbly. Listen to it in the text. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. The New International Version says it like this. It reads it the same way. It says it like this. I like this. It says, each of you, should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. In other words, first of all, I must recognize that grace has not been earned by me, but it's been given to me. You didn't do anything to merit God's grace. Be clear. I know you're cute. You ain't that cute. I, I, I know you're handsome. You ain't that handsome. You didn't do anything to merit the grace of God. Mm -mm. You, you're not that good that God owed you his grace. You, you hadn't lived so perfectly and so right that God owed waking you up this morning. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You, you didn't live so right that God owed putting food on your table. He owed you this. and he owed, No, no, no. That's grace. Grace. And the proper response to God's grace is to receive it in humility. 
recognizing, watch it, that God has just been good to me. Watch, in spite of me. He's blessed me in spite of me. He, he hooked me up in spite of my unholiness. He, 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 he blessed me in spite of how messed up and mangled up I am. God has still been good to me. And the best response I can have is to just humbly receive his grace. It is the gift of God, not of my works. It is the gift of God. I cannot boast. It is the gift of God. And when you get caught up in how God uses you and you think that it's because of you rather than in spite of you, you are mishandling the gift of God's grace. Grace must be received humbly, recognizing that however God chooses to use you and gift you for service to him, it is not because of who you are, but rather because God just chooses to use you anyhow. So don't go bragging about where you live. Don't go boasting about what you drive. Don't go thinking too much of yourself because of the position and the title that you hold. Thank God for all of that because it is by his grace. By his grace. I'm glad, young people, that you apply yourselves to school and you study hard and you, and you come out of school and you get good jobs and you're making six figures, and, and you're doing this, that, and the other. But please understand, there are other folk who studied as hard as you did. There are other people who applied themselves and didn't have the door open that you had open to you. Everything you got ain't because of you. I ought to have two or three witnesses in here. Everything you got, every opportunity that came your way was not just because you did everything so right. God has just been good. And the proper response to God's goodness is to receive it humbly. That's number one. How do you steward well? You receive mercy and grace humbly. Number two, properly stewarding God's grace requires that you appropriate it faithfully. Appropriate grace faithfully. Look at what Peter says. He says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. The message here is that if God has entrusted you with a particular thing, a particular gift within the body of Christ, that you are not to only receive it as an humble gift of mercy and grace, but that you are to then use it faithfully in the service of others. Let me help you. What God gave you ain't just for you. That, that, that's what that says. He says, Whatever God has given to you, use it in the body to be of good and of service to others. You got all this information, all this wisdom, all this knowledge, and just using it for yourself? How stingy of you. 
You, you won't talk to anybody. You won't hook nobody else up because you think that they'll get what you got. Listen, what God has for you is for you, is for you, is for you. Can't nobody steal your blessing just because you're trying to help somebody else out. It says, I'm to use this gift in service to others. Paul explains it like this in 1 Corinthians 12. He says there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but they all come from the same spirit. There are different ways to serve the same Lord, and we can each do different things, yet the same God works in all of us to help us in everything we do. The spirit has given each of us a special way of serving others. All he's saying is, is what you have is not just for you. So appropriate your gift faithfully. In other words, what God has given you to do, do it well. Do it regularly. Do it heartily. Let God be glorified in what you do. Do it graciously. Do it to the glory of God, not for the promotion of yourself. If you sing, let God be glorified in your singing. If you make coffee, let God be glorified in your coffee. If you watch the parking lot, let God be glorified in your watching of the cars. If you wax the floors, let God be glorified. If you work with youth, let God be glorified. If you drive church vehicles, let God be glorified. If you visit the sick, let God be glorified if you're called on to be a church leader let God be glorified if you pick up a piece of paper off the floor let God be glorified in what you do in the service of God for the service of others if you get elected to a position let God be glorified in what you do as you serve others Thirdly, thirdly, in order to properly steward grace and be found faithful, you should appropriate grace, appreciate it wisely. Appreciate it wisely. Here's, here's the sticky thing about grace, and here's where a lot of Christians get into trouble because, well, well, let me just read it from this text. Romans 6 and 1, Paul says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Here's where a lot of Christians and believers get mixed up with grace that they think that because they are covered with grace that they then have license to sin. Because here's, here, here's the messed up logic. If God is going to forgive me, why I got to keep living so right? Grace is going to cover me. The choir just shouted about being kept. And I know he ain't going to stop keeping me. So why don't I just do what I want to do? See how the devil messes up your thinking? Paul says, God forbid. Grace is not given to us to give us a license to live how we want to live. Grace is given to us as a token and as an expression of God's love for us that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Grace says, when you mess up, not go and mess up. Grace says, when you mess up, not, not go and figure out how you can do this. Grace is when you miss the mark. Ah, grace, 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 grace. There is this potential to misuse and abuse 
the grace of God. And Paul interrupts that mindset saying that if we are truly servants of righteousness, then we won't look and spend our time looking for opportunities to sin. If we are servants of righteousness, if we are really saved and servants of righteousness, then I'm not looking for sin. Doesn't mean I won't sin, but I ain't looking for it. Y'all ain't talking to me. Doesn't mean I won't sin, but it doesn't mean I'm planning it out. Doesn't mean I won't sin, but it doesn't mean I'm hooking it up. Y'all ain't talking to me. Y'all looking at me strange like I don't know what I'm talking about. It doesn't mean that you won't miss the mark, but it does mean that you don't actively go out seeking and trying to figure out what you're going to do next. Oh, help me preach this. See, see, I said I was teaching. Y'all going to make me preach. Appropriation of grace means that I recognize the great gift that God has given and I appropriate it wisely. I don't misuse it. I don't abuse it. But I recognize, watch this, that the grace that has been given to me cost Jesus his life. See, when you keep in mind that the grace that you have is because your sin debt has been paid, watch it, not cancel. Paid. See, see, he, he didn't just cancel it. He paid for it. So, so, some of us, some of us get real happy when we leave the store and, and we don't uh, pay for something and the cashier just missed it. Don't y'all look at me like that. You've done it. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You, you get home and you figure out, oh, I got that free. Some of you. Some of you knew when you left the line you got it free. You just didn't say nothing. You just didn't twitch. Oh, she missed that. I got it. I got away with this one. But Jesus paid for your sin debt. It was not overlooked. He paid for that. With his blood and with his life and how dare you misuse and misappropriate God's grace knowing that he paid for your sin by giving his life fourthly 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 first fourthly properly handling or stewarding the grace of God means that it is affirmed wholeheartedly it is affirmed wholeheartedly. Paul helps us understand what it means to wholeheartedly affirm the gift of God's grace in our lives. Paul counted himself to be the most unworthy of all disciples. He called himself the least of the disciples. But listen to him in his words in 1 Corinthians 15. And he says, and last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time, for I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Here it is, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. 
and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain but I labor more abundantly than they all yet not I but the grace of God which is in me Paul says listen I'm not even fit to be called a disciple I messed up I killed Christians I thought I was doing it in the name of God and I was totally on the wrong side but God's grace I wouldn't be here were it not for his grace I by his grace I am what I am he says I know you don't understand how I could be converted grace I know you don't understand how I can go from persecuting to preaching grace I know you don't understand how I can go from a murderer to a missionary grace I, I know you don't understand how I could be converted in, in this way but God's grace has allowed me to be what I am and Paul says I'm affirming wholeheartedly that it is his grace Paul says I know I've got some baggage but his grace. I know when people hear my name that they question how I got to be where I am. I, I know that when I come up in conversations that there are questions about my conversion. He says, but all I can say about the criticism and the skepticism and the cynicism is that by the grace of God, I am what I am. I can only give you my testimony and tell you that what he did for me, I believe he can do it for you. How he turned my life around, he can turn your life around. I can't explain how he did it. All I can tell you is by his grace. I I can't tell you why he chose me. All I can tell you is that he chose me. And by his grace, I'm going to be what he called me to be. By his grace, I'm going to say what he told me to say. By his grace, I'm going to live in the purpose that he gave me. By his grace, I will be what he said I will be. By his grace, I am what I am. Let me free somebody this morning. Stop trying to explain to somebody your new life. Stop trying to convince somebody that you are changed. Just live in the change that you are. Just live in the new nature that you are. Just live as the new creature that you are. And when they question you, you ought to say like Paul, by his grace, I am what I am may not be as much as you but I am what I am I may not be where you are but I am shucks I wasn't gonna preach I am what I am I am where I am I am who I am by his grace lastly here it is I'm done I'm done when I tell you this here it is being a good steward of God's grace means this. This is what I've been trying to get to, y'all. It means this, that grace is extended liberally. That's my last point. It's extended liberally. The writer of Hebrews says this, Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verse 14 says, Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. Listen to that. See to it. You, you, you see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. That's your responsibility. You say, how, how can I make sure that no one fails to obtain it? By giving it. We say all the times, we are the hands and the feet of Christ. 
if God gives you grace? Don't fail to make sure that anyone does not receive the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it, many become defiled. As a steward of grace, as a possessor of God's grace, you must be dutiful in spreading it to everyone else. In other words, I'm done. The grace that God gives you is the grace that you give others. And that means you have to open up your hands. The reason some people have never received the gift is because you've never opened your hands. You've been receiving God's grace and just holding on to it. You got to open your hands. Huh. Don't you know that's what the cross was? His hands were open and extended. And because of these open hands of Christ, grace flowed out into us. You can't keep grace to yourself. Jesus, Jesus tells the parable. He says there was a man, a king, who decided he was going to settle his debts. And called in the people who owed him. Everybody who owed him money. One fellow owed him, let's just say, two million dollars. King said, give me my money. <laughs> you better have it. Man went to cry and said, I don't have that kind of money. King said, that's all right. I know how to get it. I'm going to sell your family. Starting with your children, your wife. And I'm going to throw you in jail until I get my money. Man went to cry and said, I can't pay that. I don't have that. Just give me some time. I don't, I don't have that money. And the king said, all right. For some reason, he was feeling benevolent. And he decided to erase the debt. That man left that king's court happy as he could be. Two million dollars of debt erased. You know how it is. Bank of America send you a notice and suddenly you know you owe but you see a zero down there. Come on and talk to me if you can. Your credit card statement come and you expecting to see thousands of dollars and suddenly all you see is a zero? Tell me you wouldn't be shouting. Your student loan comes. Come on and talk to me, students. You know you know, you owe tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars and suddenly all you see is a zero. I wish you... This man left there shouting. That's not the end of the story. He ran across somebody who owed him $2,000. He looked at him and said, is that Joe? Joe, don't act like you don't know me. I see you. You see me. He went over to him. He said, give me my $2,000. Joe said, I ain't got it. 
said, that's all right, I know how to get it. We'll put you in jail, you and your children. Sell them off until I get my money. Somebody took that story to the king and said, you know, you just erased $2 million from Leroy's debt. Leroy went and saw Joe. And Joe owed him $2,000. And he went to choking him for that $2,000. Now we can laugh at Leroy and Joe. But some of us, we can feel our names in those spots. Because God has canceled and paid for our debts and yet we've been so stingy with others. And demanded that they pay us back or demanded that and Jesus tells that story that parable for the simple reason do unto others what God has done unto you quit holding on to grudges acting like you too big to forgive let that stuff go You're a product of grace. Now be an extender. Your grace and mercy. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to thank. Oh, mm -hmm. 
response to grace and the proper response to mercy is to simply acknowledge it saying yes yes Lord I receive your grace I receive your mercy if you're here this morning and you've never accepted God's grace through the person of Jesus Christ that's who Jesus is He's grace. If you never open your heart and given your life to God through Jesus Christ and said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and I believe that Jesus died on a cross and I believe that Jesus rose again from the dead and I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. If you've never done that, I want to invite you to do that this morning. I want to invite you right now to say yes to God's grace. Grace has been keeping you already. Grace has already been covering you and making it possible for you to come to this moment, this day, and this invitation. Will you receive it now? The doors of the church are open. If you're here this morning and you're ready to say yes to Jesus Christ, you're ready to give him your heart, you're ready to give him your life, you want Jesus to be Lord of your life, the doors of the church are open. Won't you come now? Come now, wherever you are. Leave your seat. Leave your seat. Leave everything else. It'll be there when you get back. You come now. You come now. From the balcony to the overflow, you come now. Simply say, yeah, I want... I need to get that business right. Jesus is my savior. If you're here this morning, come now. Come now. Come now. Hallelujah. Oh, bless your name. Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you don't have a church home and you're ready, you're ready to join with this fellowship, you're ready to say, yes, I want K Chapel to be the place where I worship, where I grow, where I connect and where I serve. You come now. You come now. Let us be your brothers and sisters in Christ. Come right now. 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 Hallelujah. Come right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's somebody else. You come. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Bless his name. Bless his name. If you're in need of prayer, 
ministers, if you will take your place. If you're in need of prayer, whatever the situation is that's going on in your life right now, you need the people of God, the saints of God to pray for you. Listen, we still believe that the fervent prayer of the righteous, it avails much. And we're ready to pray with you. We're ready to pray for you. Somebody needs prayer for their family. Somebody needs prayer for their marriage. <coughs> prayer for their children. Prayer for their work situation. Prayer for their health situation. Wherever you are, you come now. Let us pray with you. Let us pray with you. Let us pray for you. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Let us pray with you. Let us pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. 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 Come on, let's praise God. Let's praise God. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Bless his name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Won't you stand? Your grace and mercy. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.